Well, I think I've reached a point now where anything I see on Twitter, anything I see on a news site, anything I hear about anything backstage in pro wrestling, I'm going to take with a grain of salt. I can't believe a single news story unless it comes from the source itself. We're going to talk about it all next on the Squared Circle Psycho Babble. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. Ralph, will start with AEW. There's all these conversations on Twitter and social media about these releases and being granted releases and who's going and leaving or whatever. Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio said there is a new doctrine set in place by Tony Khan saying that there are no granted releases in AEW. You sign the contract, you're going to stay under contract. But we're going to talk about this a little bit more later on the show that, you know, he's willing to give some time off. What do you think of this new doctrine of Tony Khan? I know we've talked about this with WWE where, you know, if someone wants to leave, and it's true that they're requesting their release, let them go. But I see Tony Khan's point. If this is true, you signed a contract. These are the terms. I'm the boss. The contract's always going to be in the boss's favor because they're the ones writing it. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think with the climate of just pro wrestling right now, especially with Triple H being the guy that's running creative in WWE, I don't think it's very likely that any prominent name is going to get released from a contract in AEW just because they're requesting it. Because you open the door for them just going over to WWE, showing up on Raw, showing up on SmackDown, showing up on NXT, and doing exactly what Cody did, pretty much, right? And look mm-hmm. at what, look where, I mean, granted, he got hurt. Exactly why WWE does what they do in terms of contracts. Um, and I, from what I understand, you know, the no compete, you're still getting paid throughout that whole thing. And with AEW, it's very much the same, I think. Look, if you were, you know, if Wardlow went to Tony Khan, right? Wardlow has built himself up in AEW. He was one of their most over guys, probably still one of their most over guys. If he went to Tony Khan and said, I want my release, Tony Khan would be stupid to just say, okay, yeah, by all means, best of luck, go ahead. And it's not because Tony Khan's being spiteful. It's because he doesn't want his homegrown talent showing up on Monday Night Raw because that's not good for his business. You sign a contract, you negotiate a contract. If you don't want to sign a long-term deal, you should negotiate that. I don't blame him in a certain way. I don't blame him, but I, I've said this on the podcast before when it was related to WWE. If a guy does honestly, honestly does not want to be there. Why keep him there? Cause it's just going to lower morale. It's going to lose the chemistry that they have in the locker room or whatever. It affects the on-screen product. If you have a bunch of depressed people out there in the ring, like half-assing their matches or whatever. And I'm not saying that definitely will happen because they want to be released, but you also have to take into consideration that they actually asked for the release to begin with. We know Malachi Black definitely did because he actually said it in an Instagram post. He asked for his release. Mm -hmm. After that, anything that talks about a release, you have to take with a grain of salt. Even with the best journalists and most credible when it comes to the Wade Kellers and the Dave Meltzers, and the Sean Ross Saps and the Andrew Zarians. And not only that, now we have people that are trying to spread things as reports and then trying to pin them on the journalists. I literally saw before we started recording this episode, someone saying that Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland were getting talked to by Triple H, and Andrew Zarian reported it. And then Andrew Zarian is going all over Twitter and saying, I never said this. I never reported this. That's the other thing. Like, come on, people. Don't just believe everything on the internet unless it actually comes from the person that it's involved with. 
Case in point, Malachi Black. We talked about this on our last episode. We talked about that Instagram post that he had, right? And it had the quote release in there. And we're like, maybe he's saying that he wasn't actually released. Well, this week he was on his his Instagram again. This time he went live and he basically was like, guys, why do you believe this? Come on, man. Don't believe this. I'm not getting released by AEW. I'm taking time off. I'm clearing my head. I'm settling some things and I'll be back in AEW before you know it. We also had the same thing happen with Buddy Matthews, who did a similar thing with Malachi Black. He did a promo at some indie show in Rhode Island saying, I need time to recalibrate. I need time to myself. I'm going away for a while, which then had people speculating that he was released from AEW too because he requested it. To then he posted a GIF on Twitter of Elaine from Seinfeld going fake, 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 fake. I I can't even go on Twitter anymore. I mean, granted, I'm not really, I am on it, but I try to limit my time on Twitter because honestly, you can't believe anything you see. Some of the takes that people have are ridiculous at times. And by the time you actually have an opinion and people want to converse you with it, it ends up being a, a very agitating debate. I, I think that's part of the problem too. Some people give their opinion it gets retweeted as fact sometimes. Oh, well, yes. this one reported that he wants a release or this one will be released or this one will be fired. And it's like, you know, like what? What was it? Wait, a couple of weeks ago, Wade Keller had said, I don't believe CM Punk will be back with the company. Right. We that talked about it on our last news episode. Yeah, that doesn't mean like, I mean, unless he said like, I, I my sources are telling me that he's going to be released or he will be fired or something like that. He's saying my opinion is this. Well, what ends up happening? Everybody retweets that and takes it as it's like a game of telephone. By the time it gets tweeted out by the fifth person, CM Punk's getting fired. You know, so I think that's part of the problem. We live in such a world now where we are so also connected to social media, to our phones and everything else. And wrestling to begin with, especially on Twitter, very tribalistic. People will look for any reason to try and you know, minimize the success of either WWE or AEW, depending on what side of the, the line you fall on. I think this is exactly what CM Punk was talking about. Who fancies themselves a journalist? Are they journalists? Are they a gossip column? Do you have sources? Or do you have some guy that like works security in like Iowa that just so happened to be in a VIP? So, like, I, I, I don't know. You know, these these sources that give them the information that so many times it's wrong. And then, you know, some of the most prominent people that report these things make up the wildest excuse why, oh, well, I reported that because of this, this, and this, and, you know, I, I don't know, it, it changed or whatever the case may be. Right. So, and it doesn't, it does not, honestly, it literally does not take much to figure out which ones are journalists and actually do a good job figuring out what's a, what's a reliable story to follow and which ones are just literally speculating and then put their speculation out there fronted by sources say, all right, like I, I said earlier, Sean Ross Sapp, I think, is pretty credible. Dave Meltzer, as a journalist, is credible. Wade Keller, uh, Andrew Zarian does a good job. Those those guys right there, I would say, are probably, when it comes to wrestling news, are the most credible. And you, I mean, the the Wrestle Votes Twitter handle does a, a decent job as well, and they've had some breaking stories that go back six, seven years as well. But then you got, I, I mean, I hate saying their name because every time, like every time I see this and it gets spread, I don't understand at this point why we still spread out their freaking website. But every time I see someone use ringside news as a source of your story, 
I literally, every time I see someone say, according to Ringside News, I reply, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, whatever, I reply with Ringside N dot 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 and the gif of Peter Griffin going done and walking off the movie theater. As soon, and, and the, the, the worst thing is you have one of the top YouTube channels that, you know, report news or, you know, tell you what the top stories are for each day. They're telling you stories that Ringside News is reporting and calling them a credible news source. Come on. There's a lot of them. And a lot of them have credible followers on Twitter and everything. So it's right. just, it's, it's crazy. Do they, do they get it right once in a while? Yeah, because it's blatantly obvious where the story's going. In fact, you sometimes send me stuff from Ringside News, for example. And I'm like, I can't read the tweet because they blocked me because I called them out once. It was something about like something on, they were speculating something with the Young Bucks. I'm like, is your source the being the elite episode? And they blocked me because of that. At least when guys like Meltzer or Sap get it wrong, they will say, look, I got it wrong. I'm sorry. I got it wrong. Whether plans changed or, you know, I got read, fed uh, wrong information or whatever, they'll open up to it. But you got these other ones that are just like sources say, sources say, sources say. Who the hell are your sources? Who the hell are your you security? Someone I uh, shared a bathroom with in the urinal told me that CM Punk is getting released. Sources say CM Punk's released. Well, I think I've reached a point now where anything I see on Twitter, anything I see on a news site, anything I hear about anything backstage in pro wrestling, I'm going to take with a grain of salt. I can't believe a single news story unless it comes from the source itself. We're going to talk about it all next on the Squared Circle Psycho Babble. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. Ralph will start with AEW. There's all these conversations on Twitter and social media about these releases and being granted releases and who's going and leaving or whatever. Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio said there is a new doctrine set in place by Tony Khan saying that there are no granted releases in AEW. You sign the contract, you're going to stay under contract. But we're going to talk about this a little bit more later on the show that, you know, he's willing to give some time off. What do you think of this new doctrine of Tony Khan? I know we've talked about this with WWE where, you know, if someone wants to leave and it's true that they're requesting their release, let them go. But I see Tony Khan's point. If this is true, you signed a contract. These are the terms. I'm the boss. The contract's always going to be in the boss's favor because they're the ones writing it. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think with the climate of just pro wrestling right now, especially with Triple H being the guy that's running creative in WWE, I don't think it's very likely that any prominent name is going to get released from a contract in AEW just because they're requesting it. Because you open the door for them just going over to WWE, showing up on Raw, showing up on SmackDown, showing up on NXT, and doing exactly what Cody did, pretty much, right? And look mm-hmm. at what, look where, I mean, granted, he got hurt. It's exactly why WWE does what they do in terms of contracts. Um, and I, from what I understand, you know, the no compete, you're still getting paid throughout that whole thing. And with AEW, it's very much the same, I think. Look, if you were, you know, if Wardlow went to Tony Khan, right? Wardlow has built himself up in AEW. He was one of their most over guys, probably still one of their most over guys. If he went to Tony Khan and said, I want my release, Tony Khan would be stupid to just say, okay, yeah, by all means, best of luck, go ahead. And it's not because Tony Khan's being spiteful. It's because he doesn't want his homegrown talent showing up on Monday Night Raw because that's not good for his business. You sign a contract, you negotiate a contract. If you don't want to sign a long-term deal, 
You should negotiate that. I don't blame him in a certain way. I don't blame him, but I, I've said this on the podcast before when it was related to WWE. If a guy does honestly, honestly does not want to be there, why keep him there? Because it's just going to lower morale. It's going to lose the chemistry that they have in the locker room or whatever. It affects the on-screen product. If you have a bunch of depressed people out there in the ring, like half-assing their matches or whatever. And I'm not saying that definitely will happen because they want to be released, but you also have to take into consideration that they actually asked for the release to begin with. We know Malachi Black definitely did because he actually said it in an Instagram post. He asked for his release. Mm -hmm. After that, anything that talks about a release, you have to take with a grain of salt. Even with the best journalists and most credible when it comes to the Wade Kellers and the Dave Meltzers, and the Sean Ross Saps and the Andrew Zarians. And not only that, now we have people that are trying to spread things as reports and then trying to pin them on the journalists. I literally saw before we started recording this episode, someone saying that Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland were getting talked to by Triple H and Andrew Zarian reported it. And then Andrew Zarian is going all over Twitter and saying, I never said this. I never reported this. That's the other thing. Like, come on, people. Don't just believe everything on the internet unless it actually comes from the person that it's involved with. Case in point, Malachi Black. We talked about this on our last episode. We talked about that Instagram post that he had, right? And it had the quote release in there. And we're like, maybe he's saying that he wasn't actually released. Well, this week he was on his, his Instagram again. This time he went live and he basically was like, guys, why do you believe this? Come on, man. Don't believe this. I'm not getting released by AEW. I'm taking time off. I'm clearing my head. I'm settling some things. And I'll be back in AEW before you know it. We also had the same thing happen with Buddy Matthews, who did a similar thing with Malachi Black. He did a promo at some indie show in Rhode Island saying, I need time to recalibrate. I need time to myself. I'm going away for a while, which then had people speculating that he was released from AEW too because he requested it. To then he posted a gif on Twitter of Elaine from Seinfeld going fake, 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 fake. I I can't even go on Twitter anymore. I mean, granted, I'm not really, I am on it, but I try to limit my time on Twitter because honestly, you can't believe anything you see. Some of the takes that people have are ridiculous at times. And by the time you actually have an opinion and people want to converse you with it, it ends up being a, a very agitating debate. I, I think that's part of the problem, too. Some people give their opinion. It gets retweeted as fact sometimes. Oh, well, yes. this one reported that he wants a release or this one will be released or this one will be fired. And it's like, you know, like what? What was it? Wait, a couple of weeks ago, Wade Keller had said, I don't believe CM Punk will be back with the company. Right. We that talked about it on our last news episode. Yeah. That doesn't mean like, I mean, unless he said like, I, I, my sources are telling me that he's going to be released or he will be fired or something like that. He's saying, my opinion is this. Well, what ends up happening? Everybody retweets that and takes it as it's like a game of telephone. By the time it gets tweeted out by the fifth person, CM Punk's getting fired. You know, so I think that's part of the problem. We live in such a world now where we are so also connected to social media, to our phones and everything else. And wrestling to begin with, especially on Twitter, very tribalistic. People will look for any reason to try and, you know, minimize the success of either WWE or AEW, depending on what side of the, the line you fall on. I think this is exactly what CM Punk was talking about. Who fancies themselves a journalist? Are they journalists? Are they a gossip column? Do you have sources? 
Or do you have some guy that like works security in like Iowa that just so happened to be in a VIP? So, like, I, I, I don't know. You know, these these sources that give them the information that so many times it's wrong. And then, you know, some of the most prominent people that report these things make up the wildest excuse why, oh, well, I reported that because of this, this and this. And, you know, I, I don't know, it, it changed or whatever the case may be. Right. So, and it doesn't it does not. Honestly, it literally does not take much to figure out which ones are journalists and actually do a good job figuring out what's a what's a reliable story to follow and which ones are just literally speculating and then put their speculation out there fronted by sources say all right like i i said earlier sean ross sap i think is pretty credible dave Meltzer as a journalist is credible wade keller uh andrew zarian does a good job those those guys right there i would say are probably when it comes to wrestling news are the most credible and you i mean the the wrestle votes twitter handle does a, a decent job as well and they've had some breaking stories that go back six seven years as well but then you got i i mean i hate saying their name because every time like every time i see this and it gets spread i don't understand at this point why we still spread out their freaking website but every time i see someone use ringside news as a source of your story I literally, every time I see someone say, according to ringside news, I reply, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, whatever, I reply with ringside and dot, 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 and the gif of Peter Griffin going done and walking off the movie theater as soon. And, and the, the, the worst thing is you have one of the top YouTube channels that, you know, report news or, you know, tell you what the top stories are for each day. They're telling you stories that ringside news is reporting. And calling them a credible news source. Come on. There's a lot of them. And a lot of them have credible followers on Twitter and everything. It's, it's right. just, it's, it's crazy. Do they, do they get it right once in a while? Yeah, because it's blatantly obvious where the story's going. In fact, you sometimes send me stuff from Ringside News, for example. And I'm like, I can't read the tweet because they blocked me because I called them out once. It was something about like something on, they were speculating something with the Young Bucks. I'm like. Is your source the being the elite episode? And they blocked me because of that. At least when guys like Meltzer or Sap get it wrong, they will say, look, I got it wrong. I'm sorry. I got it wrong. Whether plans changed or, you know, I got read, fed uh, wrong information or whatever, they'll open up to it. But you got these other ones that are just like sources say, sources say, sources say. Who the hell are your sources? Who the hell are your security? Someone I uh, shared a bathroom with in the urinal told me that CM Punk is getting released. Sources say CM Punk's released. Speaking of CM Punk, you know, there's all this talk about him getting released or getting his contract bought out or, you know, leaving AEW for whatever reason. Dave Meltzer did say that he tore his tricep. He's going to be out six to eight months. That seems like a consistent story to follow. And seems like, in fact, it is true because we see a picture with him and a fan posted on Twitter and he does have an arm brace on to lead you to believe he does in fact have a torn tricep injury and will be out for six to eight months. So this is where, okay, this says credible sources. <laughs> the guy himself tore his tricep. There it is. So can we at least put everything to rest with this whole thing of CM Punk is leaving AEW? All right. He's not going to be in AEW for a while. He's got the torn tricep. So until he comes back or he's fully healed, we're not going to know what's going to happen to his future in AEW. So until that, triceps healed let's lay off the story of him leaving AEW. and i say you know what we we talked about it too because it's a hot topic but 
I think the heat kind of died down a little bit because, all right, we already see he's hurt. So that's part of the reason why he's not on TV. Who knows what's going to end up happening, whether he's going to get released or whether his contract will get bought out. I mean, I think a lot of that is, again, just a lot of rumors and a lot of smoke and mirrors because, you know, I <laughs> there's been worse things that have happened in pro wrestling um, and people have been kept under contract. Granted, the Young Bucks and their EVP level and all that type of stuff. Will they be EVPs when they come? I don't know. I don't I don't know. I know that there's a lot of good storylines going on, at least for right now in AEW. And I would much rather focus on that than... Again, like backstage gossip column nonsense. Right. No, I totally agree. And and maybe we know when the Young Bucks are going to come back because they did. Uh, Matt Jackson did take to Twitter and say that they are coming back very, very soon. So maybe they got the, the same suspension that Eddie Kingston got, that Sammy Guevara got, which was 30 days. And then they'll be back. So for all we know, and this is me speculating, this is not me reporting. Don't quote me. Don't take this and spread it all over social media and try to say, oh, Michael Valenti of the Squared Circle Psycho Babble reports. No, I'm not reporting this. I'm speculating a month from All Out would have been the October 5th. So maybe this upcoming Dynamite speculation, that'd be 30 days. So that's where I'm going with this. Speculation, not a report. But speaking of speculations, did you happen to see what happened on Twitter on Wednesday involving one of the biggest names in women's wrestling who hasn't even been in, in a wrestling match in what four or five months Four or five months. Who might we this be? This would be one that would be known by wrestling fans as Sasha Banks. Oh yes. Uh, talk about rumors and innuendo. Here we go. So people on the internet wrestling community are going absolutely nuts because Sasha Banks changed her Twitter handle from Sasha Banks WWE to her real name, Mercedes Vernado. And now they are saying that she, I've seen this headline. And again, this is where people are not taking the right news sources. People have actually reported that she removed WWE affiliation from her Twitter. But if you actually look at her Twitter, you will see the first line is Sasha Banks hyphen WWE. Not formally with WWE, not FKA, Sasha Banks of WWE, just Sasha Banks, WWE. So people are like, yep, she's going to Japan. She's going to AEW. She's done leaving the, she's not coming back to WWE. <sighs> what do you make of this, Ralph? In this world, people question a lot of things. They question the existence of God. They question themselves. They question Anything. Religion, if aliens exist, if the aliens be built the pyramids, ghosts. There's not a day that goes by that I don't question why the hell I still have Twitter. Because <laughs> I swear to God, I swear to God as my witness, I absolutely hate the IWC because it is an absolute dumpster fire. If we did not have this show, I, I didn't have a Twitter account before we had the show. I hardly use Twitter. I use it as a tool, unfortunately, to try and get information to think about what topics we're going to talk about. Amongst the topics and everything that goes on in pro wrestling, the last thing that I thought we were going to talk about is Sasha Banks changed her Twitter handle. Is that what it's called? A it's handle? Called a handle, yes. A okay. handle. And miraculously, now we must speculate that she has been released by WWE. Well, that, I, goes, I, it, that does go to the report back in, what, June or July? from Raj Gary of wrestling Inc that she was released. She hasn't been back since. And we've seen reports 
oh, they're coming back soon. They just signed a new contract. Triple H talked to Naomi and Sasha Banks and got her back to WWE. They're going to be involved. And then the speculation started. They're going to be involved with the Bailey damage control storyline. And they're going to be part of the war games match. And I admit it. Like I do the speculation game too, but I also separate from rumor and innuendo. So she doesn't want her Twitter handle to be Sasha Banks WWE because look, even if she's still under contract with WWE, she's doing outside of wrestling right now. She's doing all this modeling stuff with Naomi. They're doing all these appearances. She's going to be on another season of Star Wars, if I'm not mistaken. And this goes in line with what WWE is kind of doing now, where we own your wrestling name. You keep your real name as far as trademarks are concerned. Maybe Mercedes Vernado is just being a good business person. It has nothing to do with her leaving WWE. That doesn't get clicks. What gets no. more clicks? Mercedes, whatever, Sasha Banks, Swain's or, or Twitter handle, uh, rumored release, or <laughs> I don't know, Mercedes does a model, whatever. You know, well, it, the unfortunate thing is the state of just everything in the world, they, you have to sensationalize everything. For clicks, because it's about clicks, it's about views, it's about whatever is going to be attention grabbing for to get you to hover over and click on it, read it, and retweet it, or share it. Our mm-hmm. shareable content—that's the world we live in. That's the age we live in, right or wrong. And it's not just pro wrestling; it's everything right now. Right. Um, and of course, and that's where that's where unfortunately they try to blend the lines of fact and fiction and what can you present as fact and even if it's complete fabrication you know oh my sources have told me there are many people that feel it's being reported it's being reported you're the one reporting it who's reporting it to you all of a sudden we can't (laughs) i was taught all throughout college you would get an f on every single paper if you didn't cite a source if i ever put on the bottom of my so of my paper my source is the source who's the source (laughs) source who's the source my sources Hold on, hold on, Ralph. I will say, after taking a few journalism classes in college, having a communication degree and part of working in this fine industry that I work in, that is television, good journalists do not have to reveal their sources. They just have to make sure the sources that they're getting are credible and they double check and they triple check and they get source after source after source after source. Now, if they want to reveal it and the source is saying, okay, you can reveal me as a source, that's one thing. But if you say sources say, and you have story after story after story that does not follow through, that's where the credibility drops. You're a bad journalist because you can't find good sources. Yep. And you just saying sources say when you don't really have a source, cause you're just literally your sources based on what I saw on Twitter or based on what I saw on raw or based on what I saw on an episode of being the elite. It is my assumption. Sources I feel say, that some of these news Twitter handles Sources say really means here's what I think is happening. That's yeah. what it comes down to. But someone that's Teddy Long put it, since Teddy Long is in the news. I think it was Teddy Long. Let me yes. holler at you, player. Yes, Teddy Long got in trouble because his Twitter account got hacked and he started blocking everybody. I didn't even check to see if we got blocked. Because I honestly like if he blocked us, so what? I wasn't following him to begin with. I didn't even know he was on Twitter. I mean, if he blocked me, that must mean I'm going one on one with the Undertaker, right? Or am I going in? He's a got tag a new T-shirt. Match? He's got I a new PW. That. I saw that. Tees. I saw that. That was funny. But all right. So we talk about all this stuff about news sources, and you know, have to actually hear from the people involved in the story themselves to actually get a clear indication of what's going on. So Juice Robinson, who just appeared on AEW Dynamite, 
against John Moxley in an eliminator match, recently went out and said he is no longer affiliated with New Japan Pro Wrestling. So he's coming back to the States. He's married to Tony Storm. And people were, you know, it was kind of brought on in commentary like this is a tryout match for AEW. So does this mean Juice Robinson may have or will be signing a contract with AEW or maybe Triple H tries to bring him back as CJ Parker? What do you think of this? Is this a serious question? Look, they, I just saw Luigi Primo on AEW Dynamite for the second time in what, three weeks? What's yeah, any, anybody, anybody that has any type of credibility automatically will get signed by AEW. <laughs> I have no look. His wait, his wait, wait. So, you're, so you, so are you arguing Luigi Primo actually has credibility, even the slightest? No, no, no. no. I'm saying that <laughs> Juice Robinson has credibility. Luigi Primo, who is got uh, views on YouTube because of his act, got signed by I, I would imagine maybe a couple, hopefully only a couple of TV spots. But yeah, I, I could, I could definitely see Juice Robinson being signed because even if there's not a spot for him here in AEW, Ring of Honor, maybe I don't know. See, I'm not too familiar with the rock hard gimmick that he's doing now in New Japan because he just kind of started doing it. And those that have still followed New Japan, you know, let us know in the comment section or tweet us at SCPB podcast. But I loved when he was flamboyant Juice Robinson in New Japan. His run in the G1 where he was having great matches with a broken hand. I think he was connecting so well with not just the American audience that just happened to watch New Japan. But even the Japanese audience watching his matches there in New Japan, like he was one of the more popular gaijins in New Japan. And I think he could definitely carry that over into AEW as at least a upper mid card in AEW and a well-utilized guy. Again, I don't know where this rock hard gimmick's going, if he's going to continue that or where that develops, but I like, I like Juice Robinson. So I hope they, if he does sign with AEW, I think he could be utilized very well by Tony Khan. I think. I don't know if they're in a position to be signing people. Their their roster is already so loaded and loaded, True. if you want to say that. But you know, I I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if he's added to the list. Right. All right. We vented out on everything regarding news journalism and pro wrestling and everything going on. Vent to us. Vent us. Okay. If you only have 140 characters to to vent. Do it at SCPB Podcast. If you need more, comment under the video. If you need more than that, send us an email at scpbpodcast at gmail.com. If you want early access to some of our videos, if you want ad-free episodes of all our episodes, and if you want, you know, priority in our Ask SCPB episodes, join our membership. Click join underneath the video and don't forget to share this over social media we'll see you on the next episode of the squared circle psychobabble